Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex. We are here two days after our last episode talking about our, for right now, final um, and yeah, I guess final podcast until the NFL draft. I think there's still a possibility that one more can happen, but I don't, but Alex doesn't think so. So I'm going to say this is going to be our last podcast until the NFL draft. And then maybe we do one during the draft, recapping days one and day two. We'll figure it out. If you don't hear from us during, you'll hear right after as we'll have our full draft recap. In this episode, obviously, we're going to be talking about, since we're going into the draft, some guys we like um, on day one, maybe even on day two. Some rumors and reports that we've heard to this point as we're recording this Tuesday night. And then you're also going to get a listen to our final New York Giants seven-round mock draft 4.0. If you're new here, my name is Josh, and I'm joined again by my co-host, Alex. Alex, my friend, we're here it still doesn't really feel like draft time to me until Thursday night, I think, or Thursday. Um, but how are you? I'm doing great. I am so excited for this year's draft. Um, I, I'm pumped. I, I It's kind of sad as a Giants fan that you're always most excited for the draft more than anything else. But hey, it's the it's a sign of turning your team into a new uh, turning into a new direction as a team. Uh, I'm just really excited to see what's going to happen, not only for the Giants, but in general for a whole bunch of these prospects. I mentioned this last episode, Josh and I have been doing a ton of research for this draft. Um, so it kind of feels like we know the players pretty well, or at least some of the players really well. Um, and, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to, you know, see where certain guys go. Uh, like, you know, I know Josh, for example, uh, is a big Brees Hall fan. I'm sure he's going to be interested to see where he goes, uh, probably somewhere on day two. Um, and obviously I'm a fan of various players as well, but, uh, I, I'm excited to see what happens and, uh, you know, the, the draft fast approaching and it's really interesting cause it's been a while, right? Since what now, since the number one overall picks been like this Baker Mayfield, maybe, um, it's been a while since we have no idea what the number one pick overall is going to be, uh, the year last year we knew it was going to be Trevor Lawrence the year before that we knew it was going to be Joe Burrow. And, um, now we don't really know. There's been rumors um, that it could be Aquanu. There's rumors that it could be Aiden Hutchinson, who's probably the favorite in my book. Could be Trayvon Walker. Could be Evan Neal. Could be Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't think uh, you can rule him out either. Could be Sauce Gardner. It really could be anyone for the Jaguars at number one overall. Uh, and that really makes it so intriguing. Uh, and it could be anyone for the Lions. It really could be. It could be literally anyone for the Texans. Uh, and it could be a lot of positions for the Jets as well. So it's really exciting to see where all these pieces are going to fit. Um, and it's going to be kind of like a, a shock because, you know, in the past, we kind of know where some of the players are going to go, or at least what positions we're going to go here. We really have no idea. And that's going to make it really fun uh, on draft night. We could get to pick five and all three tackles are off the board or all three of the top uh, consensus edge rushers are off the board or both corners are off the board. You know, any of these things could happen. A quarterback's off the board. Trayvon Walker goes number one overall. There's all these scenarios, and I think they're all open, and I'm very excited to see what happens. Alex, I think you're forgetting about one thing, and that's that there's only four picks before our pick at five. <laughs> a Jaguars could take Aquanu. Uh-huh. Texans could take Evan Neal. Uh-huh. And Jets could take Charles Cross. It could happen. <laughs> a tackle is... Alex, do you... 
I, I'm not we've saying made, it's going to happen. Made a couple, it could happen. We have made a couple bets today off the podcast. I will bet with you right now. You want to put five bucks into this? I will put five bucks into this. I bet you five bucks a tackle is not going first overall. No, I, I, I you don't think a ta- tackle is going top four? First overall, I said. Oh, first overall, no, I don't think so. So either. then what are but we talking about could, here? But it could happen. Okay. It could okay. happen. It's not out of the realm of possibility. Okay. Don't even get me on the tackle going top four. I'm not betting $5. Aquanu's going three to the Texans. I'm taking that all the way. All right. Before we get into our thoughts on stuff, let's actually get to the news, right? No one really cares about us until the end, so we'll save that. Um, <laughs> well, Alex thinks everyone cares about him, so um, he could... Everyone cares what I have to he, say. He yeah. can talk about it as early as he wants, but I'm going to save my thoughts until we get through the actual reports by beat reporters and such. Starting out with Kadarius Tony. Reports to Giants workouts and has been there in the New Jersey, New York area since Saturday. That was first reported by our friend at Talking Giants, Bobby Skinner, which then all of the uh, Giants um, beat reporters took and retweeted and put their own thoughts into it and stuff. Beat Skinner now. Beat Skinner. Yeah, good, good for Bobby breaking the news there. Um yeah, so good, good for Bobby. Moving on now, according to the athletic reporter Dan Duggan, the Giants are shopping Darius Slayton. So another wide receiver here being rumored to being shopped around. Darius Slayton makes sense with me. Uh, Dave Gettleman, you know, we all believe that he had the fire pick selecting Darius Slayton in the first round a few years ago. Not in the first round. Fifth round. In the fifth yeah. round, but I'm saying a, um, <laughs> a high talent wide receiver. I don't know why I said first round, um, but, you know, a guy that he might have. Um, but I guess a sleeper. He was he, he picked up a sleeper in that year's draft from his rookie season. Didn't really seem to go anywhere high since then. Uh, and I'm okay. I don't have any feelings towards Slayton needing to stay with the Giants. So that's just my opinion on him. And now I'll take one more here, Alex. Quote: By one week uh, from today, the Giants must decide whether to pick up the fifth year option on QB Daniel Jones. Uh, Jones's contract that now would be expected to be worth $22.38 million. If the Giants decline that option, Jones would play this season on an expiring contract. That was from Adam Schefter of ESPN. Yeah. Um. In terms of, I'll talk Daniel Jones first. No reason the Giants should pick him up, uh, the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones. Don't think they will. Don't really think it's worth a discussion because I don't think they will. Um. If they do, I will be very much questioning uh, the Giants' judgment going forward, for sure, um, because there's really no reason for the new GM, new coach, to tie themselves to Daniel Jones for any longer than they already have to be. Uh, in terms of Darius Slayton, I think it depends what you get from. I think Darius Slayton's an, you know, a solid role player wide receiver with some upside, uh, deep threat-wise, and I don't think, in general, there's a reason to shop him, to be honest, unless you're looking at maybe a third or a fourth round pick, but I don't think you're getting that. I think you're getting a fifth round pick probably at the at the highest value. But uh, I like Darius Slayton. I, I feel like some Giants fans are very reactionary uh, because obviously he had a poor season last year, but his first two seasons were very good. Um, and I feel like they're being a bit unfair to him just because he had a couple of bad drops last season. Everyone has a few bad games, um, but I do think Darius Slayton, someone I'd like to keep around ideally, but if the price is right, then I am okay with it um, if he does leave the Giants. A player, uh, now we're moving to some draft stuff. A player, uh, this is all from Jordan Renan. A player who will go higher Thursday 
that most seem to expect is FSU, Florida State, Edge, Rusher, Jermaine Johnson. And this is not just from Jordan Ronan. Uh, it was also uh, reported by a Jets reporter for, uh, I believe, Rich Kamini. Yeah, there it is. Rich Kamini, uh, that the Jets are very much interested in Aquanu, Sauce, and Jermaine Johnson, and that Jermaine Johnson might actually be the Jets' choice ahead of Kayvon Thibodeau. So that's something to keep in mind. Jermaine Johnson, it seems like, is bursting up draft boards and could go as high as number four overall. Uh, you know, stick around to our seven round mock draft where we kind of discuss where Jermaine Johnson could possibly go and if he falls to the Giants. Um, and then also, uh, Jordan Ronan said two players the Giants really like, uh, slash prefer are offensive tackle Evan Neal and cornerback Sauce Gardner. Uh, the question is whether both one or neither are available at pick five. Neal and Gardner have been rumored to the Texans at three. That is a pick to watch for New York Giants. Uh, like I said before, from Jordan Ron on ESPN. Josh, I want to talk about this. Um, in terms of the draft here, uh, I want to talk about two certain topics. We'll get to one in a, a little bit after. I want to talk about uh, where we think Sauce Gardner is going to go first. Uh, and then I want to talk about some of the Evan Neal news that's come out with some of his health concerns. But first, where do you think Sauce Gardner ends up? Do you think he gets picked before the Giants? Personally, I think... The Lions are certainly in play. I think they are. I don't think they're going to take him, but I think he's in play. I think the Texans are definitely interested in corner. We heard about Derek Stingley there. I think Sauce could be what they really want. And it's more of a smokescreen that uh, they want Derek Stingley, so no one trades up or takes Sauce ahead of them. Um, and I think the Jets are certainly uh, a possibility, especially with Tyree Kill coming to that division. So where do you think Sauce Gardner ends up uh, in this year's draft? And do you expect him to go top five? I do, Alex. I think Sauce Gardner definitely has the ability to go top five, the athleticism to go top five, the amount of hype to go top five. I'm listening to my voice get raspier and raspier because uh, I guess I'm just talking so much here about the draft. I think Sauce Gardner can go anywhere from number two to number seven by the New York Giants. Um, I, I think if he gets past seven, I will be amazed amazed this guy has so much potential um and generational talent i mean generational might be a big big word uh but a very rare talent to see very rare cornerback uh potential so yeah do i think he'll go top five alex answer your question yes i think sauce gardner uh can very well go top five i think he will go top five and if he doesn't i don't think he passes the giants up at seven i think that the giants don't, if they go tackle at five, which I want them to do, and he comes back around at seven, and it's him and a few other guys, whatever it is, Thibodeau, um, Johnson. I I know we have James Bradbury, we have Dory Jackson, and a few guys behind them. I still think though you got to go Sauce Gardner there. It's just he's just too good of a player. Yeah, and you look at Wink Martindale's system. He relies heavily on man coverage corners, uh, really solid man corners who can cover one-on-one when he sends the house. Um, I think Sauce Gardner doesn't get past seven uh, with the Giants. I agree with you completely, Josh. Um, Let's move to Evan Neal now because I brought it up earlier. Evan Neal, uh, it was discussed on NFL Network by Mike Garofolo on the Giants picks at five and seven with Evan Neal Uh, Is Evan Neal a possibility for them? He said, I'm not seeing any real medical concerns about Neal from them or a majority of uh, teams either. So there were, uh, there was a report that came out. uh, I forget the reporter now 
that I believe it was from Walter Football um, that said that a couple teams or, or some teams, which probably means, you know, a few, I would guess, but I don't know how many that could be. Uh, judging from what Garofolo says, probably only a couple have taken Evan Neal off their draft board due to uh, health concerns. Uh, I don't know what exactly it is. Some have rumored it's with his leg, something uh, knee wise or something like that. Don't know. I'm not going to speculate because, you know, it's not nice. This this kid's, you know, trying to make a career for himself. I'm not going to try to tank his draft stock by making up stuff. I have no idea. But supposedly, if he does have this, some teams have taken him off of their draft boards and he's dropped a little bit. But for the Giants, according to Garofolo, this is not a concern. So something to be interest or something interesting there uh, regarding Evan Neal. Oh yeah, um, I I think that Alex, it's something for the Giants to take into consideration to say the least. But I don't think it's going to impact him come September when the NFL season starts. So I don't know. I, I mean, I guess take it into consideration. Guys get injured. If that's what happens, it's a game of football, uh, I, I, to say the least. So there's that. Um, I'm yeah. going to move. What I would say about Evan Neal, sorry. Um, I, I see a lot of people say Evan Neal is the safest prospect. I don't think so. I actually think Evan Neal is the riskiest out of the three. And I'll explain why. I think Charles Cross, he's a solid pass protector. He may never be an elite offensive tackle. He may just be average. But you know you've got something there in terms of how he pass protects. Uh, maybe he'll never become an elite uh, blocker in the run game. But I think he's, he's relatively safe. I think Aquanu, maybe not the safest at tackle, but you always have that backup at guard where he can be uh, a Pro Bowl caliber guard. I think Evan Neal, you're looking at a Makai Becton type talent where when he's on the field, he's amazing, but I think there could be injury concerns because of his size. So I do actually think Evan Neal is the riskiest out of the three, but I do believe he has the most upside by far out of any of the three tackles. So th- that's kind of my opinion on it. I keep hearing people say Evan Neal, he's the safest maybe technique wise, but I don't think in terms of injury concerns, uh, size concerns, um, I think Evan Neal is not the safest in this class, but that that's just my opinion there. I, I've seen a lot of people talk about it, hence why I wanted to bring it up. No, I mean, it's a good thought, Alex. Um, and yeah, I mean, everyone has different opinions, right? So, I mean, here's, here's another thing, right? Coming up, uh, you have some inside giants, uh, some inside the giants organization are high on cornerback Kair Alam. I'm told the problem is he probably won't last until pick 36 if they don't get Sauce Gardner at five. I'm going to add an or seven and trade from. Oh, and trade. Well, that's why they said five. If they don't get Sauce Gardner at five and trade from seven to 20 ish, question mark, question mark. That was from Ryan Dunleavy of the New York Post. Definitely something to note. Check out the 3.0. We had that exact scenario and we had Kair Elam going in that spot at 20 when we traded down with the Steelers. Very happy to bring that up, Alex. Um, I'm very excited about it because I really like Kyrie Elam and I got it right in the mock draft and now people are talking about it. It makes me feel very good. Yeah, so definitely an option for the Giants. I <laughs> I think that um, the, the only thing with, with Gardner is I think he can still sink to seven. Are we really worried about the Panthers taking him? I think they got other things to worry about. If anything, it's... If he's still available at five and we take a tackle, which again is what I want the Giants to do, at six, you're only worried more about Gardner getting off the board from a team trading into that spot at six and taking where the Panthers are and getting Gardner, which is very possible. But I'm just, you know, I still think there's a possibility to Gardner, whether I, I think, I think Gardner's going to go in the top five. I know I'm like sounding, I'm not sounding convincible with my wording. 
I think Gardner will go top five, but I believe that if he's still available at five for the Giants, he'll also be still available at seven. That's my opinion. I also kind of think, I don't know why I have this feeling. There's no evidence to back it up whatsoever. Derek Stingley. I have a feeling if Sauce is not there, even if Sauce is there, you know, Daniel Jeremiah came out and said, I don't think he's getting out of the top seven. And he obviously has his sources, right? He's very reputable in terms of his sources. Why would he say top seven? Why wouldn't he say top eight? Because I don't think he gets past the Giants is what he's thinking. If he thinks Sauce goes earlier, they don't think he gets past the Giants. I think Derek Stingley has a shot to go at three for sure because the Texans apparently are in love with him. Whatever you, you know, take whatever for granted, obviously. But I think Derek Stingley's one of those guys who's going to go really... I, I think the Giants could be interested in him. And I think a whole bunch of people, if we do take him, will be pissed on draft night. But I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Stingley's name is read out uh, when the Giants are picking on Thursday night. Uh, I don't know. I have some weird suspicion about it. I'm not going to like put it in a mock draft or anything. But, uh, you know, this is kind of like a if it happens, like, oh my God, I told you so type of thing. And I look like a genius, but uh, probably not. But something weird I, I wanted to bring up. I have no evidence for it, just a feeling. All right. So with that, Alex, let's uh, let's do it. Let's go to the final piece of news here. Joe Shane told someone at Ohio State's Pro Day that he flew from there or he flew there from uh, Starkville, Mississippi State's Pro Day that was the day before uh, Ohio State's Pro Day. Don't think it's been reported that Shane was at Mississippi State's Pro Day. And that's from Dan Duggan. So big news. That was... That was a great catch from Dan Duggan. I was like, I was mind blown. I went back. It was in the Giants Life episode, actually, if you went and watched that on YouTube. If you go into it, he's talking to someone at Ohio State's Pro Day saying, I just flew there from Starkville or whatever, which is where Mississippi State's Pro Day was. Um, And obviously, Joe Shane was never said to be at that Pro Day, which is obviously for Charles Cross. Uh, We know Bobby Johnson was there working him out, but Joe Shane, it seems like, was there. Uh, So that's really interesting. And a great catch by Dan Duggan. Uh, you know, really, really great reporting there. Or not even reporting, really just detective work there from Dan Duggan. Uh, I, I was shocked and really good find from him. All right. So with that, Alex, um, let's do it. Let's give our final stuff going in to the New York Giants and the NFL draft. So with that being said, even though we have the um, we have our mindset. I want to just do a quick prediction. You can go into your sleepers or wherever. Alex, let's first start one through four. I'm going to let you go first. Just predict it for me. Predict the first round and who the, the, the first, not the first round, the whole, not the whole first round, Alex, the first four, who are they going to be? Okay. First four. I think, I think Aiden Hutchinson goes number one overall. I think. Trayvon Walker goes two to the Lions. I think Sauce goes three to the Texans. I think Aquanu goes four to the Jets. Oh, yeah. That's what four, I don't know four, why I was four. keeping going. Yeah. Save the Jets. <laughs> waving his arms at me frantically. <laughs> I know. I'm like, stop, stop. Save it. Save it. We got to talk about it next. Okay. All right. Let's do it. I don't want to, you know, um, here. How can I? I don't want to be too similar to you, but I mean, it's very. It is very similar here. Okay. I'm going to go, I don't know if it's basic, Aiden Hutchinson at one, Trayvon Walker at two, Ikea Kwanu at three, and at 
four, I'm going to go Ahmad Sauce Gardner from the, for the Jets. That's my four. This is so tough. It's really so tough because there's so many players, right? Like Jermaine Johnson at four isn't a guy you'd consider. But I can't see a Kwanu falling out of the top four. Uh, I think Derek Stingley could go. I think Kayvon Thibodeau could go. Um, it, it's really, really tough, and I have no idea. But that's my prediction as of right now. Um, but yeah, it's it's really tough. I, I'm not sure whether to believe the Trayvon Walker hype or not. That's really the the killer here uh, in terms of the mock. Yeah. So Alex, you did your top four again. Your first four is Lions take in Hutchinson first overall, right? And then you move to the second pick overall here. That would be the or did I say Lions? The Jaguars take in Hutchinson first overall. Then the Lions take Trayvon Walker second overall. Ahmad Sauce Gardner goes three to the Texans, and the New York Jets take Iki Juanu. So with those guys off the board, I now want you. Well, we have the same four players off the board, just in different order. So with that, with those four players off the board for both of us, let's give our predictions. I'll let you go first, since you did the first. Who goes at five for the New York Giants, and follow that up with who goes at seven for the New York Giants with the with the guys we predicted off the board at this point. This is so tough. I think they go, I think, this is what I think they're going to do. I think they go Kayvon Thibodeau at five, slash Jermaine Johnson as like a, 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 fun, a fun one there. Put in parentheses James Jermaine Johnson. And I think at seven, they take whichever tackles still there, because I think that the, the uh, Panthers are going to take one. And I think they're going to take, I think the Panthers take Charles Cross or a quarterback. So I'm going to say Evan Neal at seven and flip it up. I know a lot of people have it five and seven the other way. That's just my instant like reaction to it. Hmm. Okay. So that is, th- those are your guys. I'm going to go down. Um, I'm going to say that I, like I've said basically so far this podcast and even before my thoughts going into it is I want to tackle and I want to tackle taken at five. I don't want to worry. I don't want it to sit at the edge of my seat. Oh my God, please. Why did you go someone, another a defensive position at five and we're worried that someone's at seven? I do too. It's just, this is what I think is going to happen. That's that's <laughs> true. But I'm I'm kind of, I guess I'm using my predictions, but also what I want and mixed into one. And what that is, is that I don't want to be at the edge of my seat shaking and, you know, and nervousness of guys going to be left at number seven for the Giants. So that being said, let's just go nice and easy. And at number five, offensive tackle, Charles Cross to the New York Giants. Done, right? You got you got your guy. You got your tackle. You make me less nervous. I appreciate you. Thank you, New York Giants from Mississippi State, Charles Cross. So that leaves you with some options at seven. And at pick number seven, I don't know how upset or happy people are going to be. But I'm going to predict that the New York Giants, huh, boring, Kayvon Thibodeau <laughs> out of Oregon. <laughs> it sucks. I know. Listen. <laughs> it will not suck on draft night. That's no, for no, sure. No. It sucks yeah. that ours is so similar. I thought, oh, maybe we switch it up a little bit. But I know. We're boring. Sorry. Sorry. I We didn't even know what we were. By the way, complete new exercise we did in the right now. You're hearing it live. We had no idea what we were going to each, each other were going to do. Yeah. I mean, there's so many scenarios I could see cross. I if the, here are the players I could see the giants taking cross, Neil, Aquanu, Walker. If he's there, Thibodeau, if he's there, Hutchinson, I don't believe will be there no matter what. I don't think he gets past two, uh, Stingley, 
Gardner, Jermaine Johnson. I think those are all players that the Giants could possibly take. There's so many um, that the Giants could take, to be honest. I, it's it's mind blowing, you know. There's never been this many options, you know. Usually, when you're picking top seven, there's you know a limited number of players. But I think any of these players could go anywhere. All right, so I don't want this to be a one hour episode. So let's do a few more things though before before we send it to the uh, to the mock draft. I'm sure you want it to be over a one hour episode length, Alex. You love that. I could talk forever, of course. <laughs> um, so let's go to before we go to the second round picks thir- pick thirty two because you have the mock draft. Like I don't want to keep going. This is kind of like counter. I don't know if counterintuitive is the right word. Counter like it's not. This is like bad for literally you're about to hear a mock draft and we're predicting. Yeah, but the so. mock draft was based on like a, a like a computer generated mock, so Correct. it's different to what I. Actually so on our yeah. way to thirty six, we're making it up the board, so we're we're past seven now. Any guys you like there? Anyone you think that might surprise some people going to some places? In terms of guys I like, I've got many people right. I like. Yeah, I'm not going to go think of who on. would be available from what we're talking about At from 36? seven from seven to thirty six, like in that first round, rest of the first round. Uh, like for the Giants, if they want to possibly trade up. No, just like we're making it up the draft boards. We're going on our way to thirty six. Some guys are going to get picked from the number eight. Okay, any of those guys I like who I think are going to be picked in that range. Okay, Devontae Wyatt, love him. Think he's going to be a great player. Think he's going to go to the Eagles, sadly, and I'm going to have to root against him for the rest of his career. Uh, George Karloftis, like him. He might fall, though. Uh, Ajabo, like him. He might fall the second round. Roger McCreary, another guy I really like. Um, But hopefully we get, if we don't get a corner in the first round, I think McCreary is certainly an option. Uh, Andrew Booth Jr., you know, a whole bunch of those second round corners could be very nice for us. Did you forget the main man, Kyle Hamilton? Oh, Kyle Hamilton. Oh, don't die. Hey, <laughs> God damn. All right. Okay. I'm no, sorry. I'll I'm start sorry. it off. He, because he's so high up my draft board <laughs> that I don't even see him as that, but it, it's crazy how low he's mocked. He can now, go in the twenties, Alex. It, it, if he goes in the twenties, I would sell my left leg to trade up to get Kyle Hamilton. My Lord. <laughs> Safety out of Notre Dame. Kyle Hamilton's a guy for me. Trevor Penning. He's a beast man. Six, seven, and he throws people down uh, as we saw at the senior bowl. So he's another guy on my list. I mean, not to be annoying or anything. My cousin goes to Purdue. So I have like the little bias there of George Karloftis and I really like him. Uh, and then you, to give you one more guy, honestly, I'm going to go with Je- Desmond Ritter. Uh, one of the quarterbacks there. I just liked what I watched on tape from him at Cincinnati. I know everyone's going to be high on Willis, so I don't want to do that as a basic quarterback pick. I like what I pick here. I like Desmond Ritter. All right, Alex. Now we're at 36. The Giants are up. Who are they going to go with? What are they going to do? Is Ojabo going to be there? Is this is Kenyon so Green going to be there? Is Zion Johnson going to be there? I don't know, but let's talk about it. I think... Can should I? I don't even know what the hell to put because who 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 knows what's going to be there at that time. If I were to guess, yeah, prediction. If, I, if you want me to guess, like three players that the Giants could possibly take, maybe I don't know, like that. So like, because there's there's so many options. I'd say Petrie, Ojabo, um, who else? Petrie, Ojabo, and I'll say, hmm, who else? Uh, I don't even Lewisine. Okay. It's a little preview to our mock draft there. Yeah, there you go. Ah, this sucks. Um, well, with who I picked in the first round, I think, I think I might, uh, 
I think I might go linebacker. And I really like this guy. I think I'm I think he'll fall. I think Quay Walker is gonna fall to the Giants. I think Quay Walker could be Nicobe Dean could even Nicobe maybe. Dean maybe, but I think he's a first round guy. Quay Walker. Pick thirty six of the New York Giants. I'm not even gonna do it. I'm just not even gonna do the Alex three guesses. I'm just gonna do a prediction. Like I said, I would, you know, sit like I proposed to him, but he of course changed the rules. So can't help myself. <laughs> That's a voice crack right there. Uh, <laughs> so with that. Alex, you good now? Did you get all your talking out? I mean, get get the rest of your sleepers out of your Maybe. system now. I don't. I don't know. I, I have so much to talk about. Um, but I ha- I'll have a lot to talk about after the draft. So don't worry about it. Um, I'm excited. I j- I can't wait till Thursday gets here. Uh, if it wasn't for damn school, it would get here much sooner. But unfortunately, that's also a thing. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well. We're not done here. Just a couple things, though. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Five stars, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter and TikTok, The Giant Take Pod. Instagram, Facebook, The Giant Take Podcast. Alex on Twitter, at Anoran23. I'm on Twitter, at JoshOla29. Hit that draft music, Alex. We got a mock draft coming up. Round one, pick five. Offensive tackle, Evan Neal, Alabama. Six foot seven, 350 pounds. If you haven't already, go watch my last video, my New York Giants big board, as I compared Aquanu, um, Cross, and Neal and their height difference. It's between Cross and Neal for me. I think Aquanu's going to go three to the Texans, in my opinion, from all the mock drafts I'm seeing. I'm taking it to the real world scenario, and I think that's who the Texans will take. Um, uh, Evan Neal is, I believe, three or two inches taller than um, Cross which also makes him heavier than cross. Do you like that more in an offensive tackle to have a wider wingspan, but be a little heavier. So maybe he's not as fast. That's something you have to take into consideration. I think with the giants, I think it's neck and neck though, between cross and Neil for who they like more. Alex. Yeah. Today was interesting, actually kind of funny enough, right after I started creating this mock draft, not that this changes anything. The rumors came out that Evan Neal has some health concerns. Uh, I put that in quotation marks for anyone um, but, uh, you know, a lot of teams apparently are not phased by it. There are a couple teams that allegedly have taken them off their draft board because of that. Um, but I really don't think it's a big deal. Uh, obviously we don't know the extent of the injury. We don't know anything. We're not health experts. We're not with the teams. We didn't, you know, test him. We didn't do his physical. We have no idea. Right. Um, but what, from what we hear, uh, apparently it's not going to knock him down too far. In terms of Evan Neal, I'm not going to talk about him a lot because, you know, all these, uh, you know, really high-end prospects, everyone knows about them at this point. Uh, if you haven't, you're kind of living under a rock. Uh, in terms of Evan Neal, he's got ha- great hand placement. He's a he's a freak athlete. He's huge. He's great in pass protection. He's solid in the run game. Only problem with him, his size, his balance, sometimes struggles to get to the second level. Um, but really, it's, it's the size is a positive and also a negative. But Evan Neal, I think, is the most solid tackle in this class. All right, now moving on to someone I really don't think we in our other three have never mocked here at number seven, Alex. So I want to definitely get your terms on how he got to this pick seven, because um, I know obviously you ran through this draft. Round one, pick seven, Edge Jermaine Johnson out of Florida State. Height six foot five. He weighs 262 pounds. Now, don't get me wrong, a top edge rusher as well in this NFL draft one of the top five in this NFL draft. There's just a lot of edge rushers here. Don't take anything away from Jermaine Johnson. 
he's a top 10 pick and he's someone who could definitely fall lower uh, than 8, 9, 10 falls here, or not falls. He gets p- picked here at seven by the New York Giants. So Alex, do you remember the draft and yeah. how it got to this point? Yeah, really what it was here is that Sauce was off the board, uh, I believe at four to the Jets. And I think in this case, you had Kayvon Thibodeau and you had Jermaine Johnson. And I'm kind of going with the narrative that Thibodeau is falling. There was some rumors. Uh, I know Zach Rosenblatt, uh, Blatt pointed this out that the Giants might actually like Jermaine Johnson more than Kayvon Thibodeau. So I kind of use that, some of the rumors about how the Jermaine Johnson is one of the favorites for the Jets as well at number four, uh, and kind of pushed him up my board here and selected him at number seven. Uh, obviously, former Georgia Bulldog, now at Florida State, or was at Florida State, obviously in the draft now. Uh, he's got great length and acceleration. He's great against the run. He's got a variety of different pass rushing moves. Uh, in terms of his cons, Bend is certainly an issue. Uh, it's something that you can't really fix, but uh, it's not really one of his strong suits and his lateral agility uh, is just not the best. He's not exactly explosive laterally, uh, but he's certainly explosive uh, off the line. So, that, you know, again, a great edge rusher. And like you said, Josh, one of the top five in this class. And two things you were talking about there that I just wanted to mention as a whole, you were kind of alluding to it. Um, like I just realized, I guess the first thing, uh, last 3.0, we did trades. We're just going straight here. No trades for this one. Just, I don't know, trying to make it realistic as possible. I just, I don't see the Giants trading out of five or seven. I think Joe Shane really wants to. And there is really no need, I would say, to have two first round picks, like basically practically back to back from each other. Have one in the front and have one in the end. Try and get draft capital for next year. And I'm sure Shane is trying to do that. I just don't think they'll find a fit for what they like. Um, in order to trade out of those. And maybe they have, I'm sure they might have some trades in the draft, but just what we're doing, it's not happening uh, in this 4.0. And also, like you were kind of saying, Alex, with Thibodeau and uh, Jermaine Johnson, these are our predictions. This is what we want to happen, right? It's a New York Giants mock draft. So for us to take Johnson, that's kind of our prediction that that could be what the Giants take there. More than, oh, we like Kayvon Thibodeau. That's why we're putting him there. Anyway, let's move on now. Round two, pick 36. It's safety. Lewis sign. Is it sign? Seen. Uh, I think. Seen. I don't know. Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I would go with it. Six foot two, 199 pounds. Um, a guy that I feel like is not in these top tier safety lists uh, when you're going through it. Obviously, I know it's 36, so it's a little different story. But you kind of talk about some other guys here. I feel like Kyle Hamilton outshines the rest. Uh, but before you get to uh, sign's name here, hopefully that's right. Yeah. Um, I think it's seen, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to go with it. Whatever. Um, what I will go with say, scene. go with scene. Yeah. What I will say, uh, about this safety class, I know a lot of people talk about the edge class. They talk about the tight end class. They talk about the wide receiver class, how deep all these positions are. I think this safety class is the deepest and best at the top. It's the most well-rounded throughout the draft at any position. Scene is an interesting one. He came in to the Giants for a top 30 visit, which I think is indicative of their interest in him. Uh, There's a couple other guys here who I've kind of taken the Giants kind of demonstrated interest in them and kind of uh, hypothesized that the Giants may be interested in them. Seen, I think, is a really underrated guy in that amazing Georgia defense. Uh, I really like him. Obviously, there's a plenty of, there's many great safeties in this class. Daxton Hill, Petrie, if you consider him a safety. Uh, Kirby Jones, who I'm, or Kirby Joseph, sorry, who I'm a huge fan of. 
you know, JT Woods. I, I, there's so many to name. There's a lot of great safeties in this class. Um, but Scene definitely sticks out because he has a good feel in coverage. Uh, he's good in run defense. And, you know, he's got above average awareness, I think. Uh, playing in that Georgia defense definitely helped him a lot. I think it did hide some of his flaws, such as tackling, uh, which I think he will need to improve at at the NFL level and his positioning as well. But as a pure prospect, someone who you can develop, uh, I see him very similar almost to Xavier McKinney coming out of college, um, you know, similar in terms of what they could do. And I think he'd be a good partner for McKinney in the NFL for the Giants. And that was my bad. Alex completely got it right. It is Lewis scene. Um, so good job there. Getting so it's really rolls reverse since we started this podcast where you were the bad with names guy. Now it's it's really reverse and I'm the bad with names guy. Going on to round three, pick 67. So at this point, remember, um, no linebacker uh, for the Giants getting taken. So that's what we do here. We address that on the defense. We did safety already. We did um, edge earlier with Johnson. Linebacker Brian Asamoa out of Oklahoma gets taken by Alex. Six foot, 226 pounds. Yeah, Asamoah, another guy who the Giants had in the top 30 visit. They also had a meeting with him at the draft, uh, at the combine, excuse me, I believe. Um, he is someone who's extremely undersized. Uh, not extremely, he's undersized, uh, which is definitely his biggest detriment. He His upper body strength is definitely something that's concerned. He needs to get in the weight room uh, in the offseason before starting his first rookie season in the NFL. But he certainly shows flashes in coverage, whether that be zone or man. Um, and he can really cover players down deep, which I think is really important. And in run defense, he's a great uh, downhill tackler. Uh, I think he definitely fits that scheme as a linebacker in the interior. I, I you know, there's some athletic concerns, not like he's the best athlete. He's not the worst athlete, but uh, in today's NFL, where you see all these athletic freak linebackers, he's certainly not one of them. Hence why he's in the third round, but Giants again, showing some interest. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting connection here. And he was here at pick 67, thought they'd take a bite. Yeah. And I mean, a definitely a good depth piece to add. I think going behind Blake Martinez, Tate Crowder, those guys in the linebacker room is definitely a good, uh, they need depth there, uh, and I think he's a good guy to get here in the third round. Someone who has really not changed ever since we've done these mock drafts, and he hasn't for everyone else who's been doing these New York Giants seven-hour mock drafts. I would say the player, honestly, Alex, we've heard more about him and the Giants' interest in this running back than we have for the guys in the first round, like Neil, Cross, Thibodeau. Everyone's like putting this guy to the Giants, who, I, who I've been seeing on Twitter and on um, um the internet, that's what it's called. <laughs> Round three, pick 81, running back James Cook out of Georgia. We talked about this guy so many times at this point. Five foot 11, 190 pounds. Yes, I know Gary Brightwell, you know, was an, a new addition to the Giants. I think it was last year, right? Last year, two years ago now. Um, I think they still need a running back there. Brightwell's been only really using special teams. I know the Giants signed veteran Matt Breida. Saquon Barkley... We don't know how good he's going to be. Cook is a good depth piece here. I mean, how much more can you talk about him, Alex? Yeah, we've had him in three out of the four of our seven-round mock drafts. Um, like I said before, he's a great pass catcher. He's got good athletic traits. He's versatile. Vision's a concern, and pass protection's a concern as well. But uh, if you want to hear more about him, go back to some of our prior mock drafts. Go check those out because we talk a lot more in depth, uh, and especially in the 2.0, which is, I believe, where we had him first. Uh, that's definitely where we talk about him most. 
And then obviously it's just kind of filtering from there as we just keep having him at this pick 81. I think it's a good spot for him. Uh, but James Cook here uh, rounding out the third round. And I feel like he's been also on other teams' draft boards as well. Uh, a, a lot of people, um, I I forget what website I was looking at when they gave the running back rankings. They projected him in the fourth round as a fourth round running back, but I think he will get in the third round just by There's how many. There's got to be some good him. genetics there, being Dalvin Cook's brother. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean, yeah, you're completely right. I think it's just. Um, there's going to be a lot of interest from teams, so I think he's going to get snagged earlier than he's projected uh, on those boards. Next up here, I feel like this has been a consistent tight end slot for you, Alex. Round four, pick 112. It's just been different by week to week uh, or by mock draft to mock draft. I know once it was Jelani Woods, once it, from Virginia, I believe. Uh, one time it was the guy from, was it the Ohio State? It Was it Jeremy Ruckert? Yeah, Ruckert, yeah. Yeah, Jeremy Ruckert. And now we're switching it up again for you. Tight end Cade Otten, uh, Otten, Otten, out of no Washington. Otten. Yeah, that sounds Yeah, right. we'll try Otten. Sounds cooler to me. Six foot five, 250 pounds. Yeah, Otten's an interesting one. Another guy who's met with the Giants. I don't know in what capacity. It wasn't really labeled, but he did meet with the Giants in some capacity. Um, he's got good size. He's a very, very good route runner. That's kind of his thing. He's great route runner. He's versatile. Uh, he can catch in traffic, and that's definitely one of his big abilities. He's not going to make those outstanding catches, but when you throw the ball to him in a busy area, he will come down with it. In terms of what he has in his cons, he's a limited power in blocking, uh, in run blocking in particular. It's not exactly ideal, but again, something that I guess you can get in the weight room and practice once you get to those nice NFL gyms. Uh, and then poor athleticism. I believe he ran close to a 4840 which is obviously not terrible, but it's not great. Uh, and he doesn't really have great agility either. So he's not going to be a guy who runs 50 yards after the catch. Yeah, Alex, hey, don't disrespect those college gyms. They're pretty freaking nice. So, yeah, they, they uh, are. I know, I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, and uh, another position here that the Giants need depth at just because they, uh, Evan Ingram signed with another team, the Jaguars, right? And then you have uh, Kyle Rudolph getting cut. And the guy behind him, oh my gosh, this is going to annoy me to get to his name. Caden Smith getting cut. Great job there. So now we have Ricky Seals-Jones and the Giants recently signed Jordan Aikens to kind of come in and, uh, I guess, compete um, with Ricky Seals-Jones and whoever we think the Giants will draft uh, in round four, apparently. Uh, Tight end. Round five now, pick 147 guard uh, Thayer Munford out of Ohio State. Six foot six, 321 pounds. So a big guy, but definitely not, uh, doesn't weigh as much as tackles at his size, I would say. 321 is pretty light, in my opinion. Yeah, he's an interesting one. Some have him projected at tackle, some have him projected at guard. Obviously, six six, a bit tall for a guard, but I think it could work in the NFL. And I think he is projected to be a guard. And that's kind of where we saw him at his workout at Ohio State's Pro Day. Um, interesting one here. Uh, he was working with Bobby Johnson. If you actually go check out the Giants life, not that I'm like giving them free promotion, but whatever. Um, yes, the, I was going to ask that. Yeah. In the, the Giants life, um, the, uh, they do like the Giants episode, the video. episode thing. They showed like a two minute clip of Bobby Johnson at Ohio state's pro day. Uh, and he actually pointed at him in the video and said, you certainly helped yourself out, uh, to Munford. So I thought that was like, wow, you know kind of interesting. They had some calls with him as well, meetings. 
and I think the Giants are certainly interested. He kind of projects in this fifth round area. Uh, he's got powerful hands. He's versatile. He can play really all four spots if you needed him to, I think, on the offensive line besides center. Uh, he's got good play strength as well. Uh, you know, maybe won't show that on the bench, but in game on his on tape, he has great strength. In terms of his cons, he's a much better run blocker than he is a pass protector. So that's something he's going to have to work on. And his inconsistent footwork will hurt him in the NFL if he doesn't get that fixed up. All right. I was trying to find the unmute button there. Let's go to the next guy here. Round five, pick 173. Are we talking about basketball here? Or are we talking about football? Which one is it? I had to make that. That's like such a dad joke right there. Guard, Chris Paul out of Tulsa, six foot four, 323 pounds. Yeah, he's he's a funny one because another guy who was mentioned in Giants life, uh, not this past episode, but it was like maybe at the senior bowl or something uh, where you could see Joe Shane talking about, he was like, I scouted a guy named Chris Paul from the NBA and someone else. There's another guy who's named uh, after an NBA player too. But Chris Paul, another guy who's kind of like a guard slash tackle. I have him as a guard. Some people have him as a tackle. He's got great strength in the run game. He's got a nasty streak, which is something you can't really teach. That's really good. His lateral quickness isn't really good. His speed rush, he's susceptible to speed rush. Uh, when there's some really fast pass rushers coming at him, especially when he's playing tackle, he just gets blown apart. Um, and that's something that you're definitely need uh, going to need to be aware of when you are drafting him, hence why he's a fifth-round offensive lineman. But uh, certainly interesting, and obviously the namesake uh, makes it fun. All right, so moving on to the final pick here, and I feel like this has been consistently wide receivers. Round six, pick 182, wide receiver Makai Polk out of Mississippi State, six foot three, 200 pounds. I feel like round six, at least in one of these, was uh, Bo Melton out of Rutgers, right? So switch it up here with the wide receivers. Yeah, uh, I got to this point, and I really wanted a wide receiver. Uh, and this is kind of one of those like big reach picks um, because all the wide receivers were off the board. I was like, what's going on? Uh, I had like Vellis Jr. out of uh, uh, Tennessee in one. I had Bo Melton, like you mentioned, Josh, in one of the mocks. And in here I'm looking at the board and I'm like, uh-oh. Uh, but Makai Polk, I thought was the best out of all the options available. I really wanted a wide receiver. 6'3", he's got the height. Um, he's got reasonably good quickness. He's not going to be fast. He's not going to burn you over the top. He's not quick. I believe he ran close to a four, six, uh, at the combine, uh, in terms of his versatility, he does have that, right? He can play in the slot. He can play on the outside and his hands at times are an issue. Uh, drops are certainly an issue, but, uh, again, you're looking at a round six guy has some upside because of his height, because of his catching, uh, radius. So thought, why not take a chance on him with the last pick? Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. 
From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.